a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Story Connect, the podcast. We are recording live here at the Kentucky Telecommunications Association annual meeting. I'm your host, Stephen Smith, and we are delighted to have as our guest today, Mr. Chris Wacker. He is the president of ESPI. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about what uh, ESPI does. Sure. So we, we started ESPI with the full premise of how do we build a better battery backup and solve some of these challenges that are in the industry. Uh, what we discovered is uh, through the investigation process was that it's not so much the cost of the battery as it is that truck roll to replace it. So anything you can do to extend that battery life, reduce those truck rolls, help that technician install that thing quickly, make it easy for the customer, uh, that's what's really helped our, our company to grow. Okay. So is your background in engineering or? Yeah. So I, I've spent 20 years in the telecom market. I actually started with a small independent telephone co-op in the uh, middle of uh, Oklahoma. Actually, it's in the panhandle of Oklahoma. Uh, went on from there to work for an access vendor designing fiber to the home and DSL networks. Uh, then went to work for a cell backhaul company. And that's pretty much been the last 20 years of my existence prior to uh, uh, founding ESPI. Well, I like to hear stories like that of folks who see a need and jump out there to create something that can uh, can hopefully meet that need. And it sounds like from the title of your presentation, Harvesting Solar to Feed Your Network Devices, sounds like you found an interesting take on something that might, might help meet that need. Sure. So we, understanding that our, our whole premise was battery management and, and efficiency and making that, that battery last as long as we could, uh, part of what we've done in, as part of that battery management is, hey, now let's take what we know about this, what we've already been into and proven, and let's see what we can do and make that work with a solar panel. And uh, we've certainly been able to uh, fix a lot of the challenges that are out there for the telecom space. Uh, every single telco we run into has at least that one customer, whether it's the, the Amish, it's, it's been uh, cranberry farmers in Wisconsin, it's been uh, various places, that it's the hippies in the Northwest that are just completely off grid, yet they still want broadband access. So how do we, how do, we do that? How do we get that enabled out there? Uh, so we took off building a purpose-built system specifically to solve that and still be able to power the ONT while also providing alarming. Now it's pretty relatively easy to take a, a solar unit. You can buy them online and, and glue some things together to be able to uh, get that unit up and, up and operational. What you miss from that is the fact that there are no alarming. So when do you know when it's not working? when it's not working so that's never any good but uh, we included some alarms in there to at least give you some notification that hey you've got you need to pay attention here there's something going on very interesting and if you're hearing some noises in the background we are recording live here at the kta annual meeting in the lobby with lots of uh, setup noise in the background so uh, apologize for that so uh, solar technology has, uh, has been around for a very long time, uh, decades now, but we're still learning how to perfect certain aspects of that, particularly not so much making that 
making that, capturing that energy has become uh, much more economical, right? It's the storing of that that continues to be the challenge. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so you know, so a lot of times you see the grid-connected things, and these are the uh, grid-connected pieces. You see the solar panels on the roof. Uh, m the majority of the time, there are no batteries attached to that. So when the sun comes in, it's feeding it back to the, the grid. As a matter of fact, you would think if you had solar panels on the top of your roof that that would actually operate during a power outage. Well, that's not the case. They simply don't work at all at that point. So a uh, big piece is battery storage. And uh, the entire industry of, of chemical in industry of batteries is still focused on how do we build a better battery that lasts a long time, that uh, can hold up to being daily charged and discharged um, to keep things up and operational. Certainly been a whole lot of interest in uh, different battery chemistries. We've taken a look at the lead acid. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the safest, most reliable piece out there. We have taken a look at some of the lithium ion pieces, but uh, you know, lithium ion is just in the news almost every week. There's there's some sort of product that's being recalled. It makes CNN. It's you know they're reluctant to let certain ones on certain airplanes. You've got to discharge them a lot before you even ship them. Uh, the hoverboards over Christmas produced a whole lot of fires. You know, I, you know, one fire out of two million might be okay for a hoverboard manufacturer. That's not acceptable for a telco. So, do you think the uh, the solar has an application system wide for the telcos, or just in specific situations? I, I do. You know, our primary focus has been, uh, or at least our first product was all about how do we power that ONT when we don't have any utility power available. And that was that was a big challenge because, again, it was, do I glue some stuff together and make this work um, or get a purpose-built solution? So rather than glue some stuff together and make it work, I put them together an absolute solution. It's a custom design uh, PCB based on our technology, uses latest, greatest multi-point power tracking with Perturb and Observe. So, you know, think of it more like pulling energy from the panel as opposed to just letting the energy flow in. Oh, okay. That's an interesting concept. What kind of feedback do you, um, have you received in, in, at your company from uh, the telcos in terms of customer education and understanding of, you know, we're, we've been accustomed to years on a copper network. You pick up that phone, even if there's a power outage, you know, your phone's going to work for the most part unless, you know, trees knock down all the lines or whatever. And uh, that's not the case after a point, you know, with, with the fiber connection. And as we deploy as an industry more and more fiber, you know, that becomes more of an issue. What kind of feedback are you receiving that what they're dealing with from a customer education standpoint? Well, that's an interesting question. So, it, you know, the first thing to look at is uh, the, the requirements that the telcos have to do. And uh, the, the latest FCC requirement says that you're required to do eight hours um, of battery backup. Now, you can pass the expense of that UPS on to the customer, but you have to offer it. Within two years, come this, or one year, come August, uh, you're required to offer a 24-hour solution to your customers. You know, it doesn't have to put the cost on the telco, but at least then you absolutely have to say, we have an option available for it. Uh, to counter both of those, we have our smallest UPS. It uh, does 14 hours just to start. And what that 14 hours may seem a little bit excessive, but the thing is they always judge those batteries at the beginning of life and say, all right, day one, we're at eight hours. Well, if at day one you're at eight hours, guess where you're at a year from then? 
Guess where you're at three years from them? You're nowhere near that eight hour time. So you start off with 14 hours. As the battery degrades, you know, you're still well above that nine hour time limit or eight hour time limit. Uh, to counter the 24 hour solution, we did do a, uh, went above and beyond. We don't do 24 hours. We did a 28 to 30 hour solution. And then we also created an industry first that is a uh, designed to provide those very remote, very rural customers a small solar panel that gives 36 hours of continuous run time. And then you get 10 to 12 hours per day, every day thereafter. And if at any point in time they actually needed to make a phone call or bring up internet, there's a button on the front, they can simply push it and it, it will fire up the ONT and, and allow them to go do their work. We've seen a lot, of, uh, a lot of telcos that have been offering that as a potential upgrade, offering that to their customers as a service. Hey, here's the eight hour solution that does 14. And uh, here's an upgrade option. You know, if you're really remote, you're the, you're the first one to lose power. You're also the last one to get power back. So uh, it's, been a, it's been a good seller for us in those very rural markets uh, with, with a lot of the independent telcos that we deal with. Uh, do you have a particular, uh, does a particular case study come to mind of uh, one of your clients, a rural telco, that, you know, they've had, they've had this technology in the field and it's done a great job for them? Yeah, so one in particular is a, a company out of southern Kansas called Canokla. Uh, he's chosen to do all of his network with just solar. So he has uh, every, well, he doesn't have them all replaced yet, but I would say probably at least half, maybe as high as two-thirds of his network is all of our small solar UPS, our Titan Solar UPS. And he's certainly experienced a, a whole lot of storms, a whole lot of power outages. This is south central Kansas, so it's extremely remote. He doesn't have any, you know, even the large town is a, is a very small town. So uh, they're, they're, they're going to handle Wichita, Kansas power before they handle Clearwater, Kansas. So uh, it's been a good one for him. It's, uh, you know, he's, he's getting a cost recovery for the unit anyway, so it's not even like it's costing him a whole lot of money to be able to do that. And just being able to reassure that, you know, hey, Mr. Customer, your telephone works just like it used to. You know, you can pick it up. Pick it up during that power outage. You're, you're in good shape. And there's a lot of value in that. Sure. Well, what would you say to that uh, telco out there who may be listening to this podcast and thinking solar might be an application for us, but I'm not sure? Yeah, sure. So one of the things I would ask them to start start looking at, it seems like a lot of the telcos I talk with, they look at those FCC rules and go, okay, this is what we have to do. Well, we're, we're independent telcos. We know we can do better than that. We absolutely know we can do better than that. So if you're doing the absolute minimum, you're doing your customers a disservice. You know, step it on up, at least give them an option to, to purchase the larger units and be able to keep things up and running. Uh, the other thing I've noticed is that, uh, you know, the landline is, is slowly degrading and uh, certainly taking a nosedive. But how many, how many people out there would certainly like Internet to stay alive? You know, a lot of times within the fiber to the home O&T, they're actually disabling Internet access after a few minutes. Well, we've seen some telcos that are actually enabling that as a service saying, hey, you can, you can now leave, we'll leave Internet up for an extra couple dollars a month. We'll leave, let the battery backup run that and power it. And, of course, when you start off with a 14-hour battery backup, we don't need to shed Internet access to be able to run that and still get you more than eight hours. Hmm. Well, my guest uh, this afternoon has been Chris Wacker. He is the president of ESPI. 
and uh, we're talking with him at the Kentucky Telecom Association annual meeting being held here in Lexington this week. Uh, Chris, it's been a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me, Stephen. And you're listening to Story Connect, the podcast. You can uh, listen and download on iTunes, on Stitcher, or visit us at storyconnect.com slash podcast and listen to all the episodes that have been recorded here at the KTA annual meeting. And until we meet again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.